Hello, everyone. I want to welcome you to the very first Students Ask podcast. Uh, so welcome here. My name is uh, Paul Cummings. I'm a pastor at Corinth Reformed Church in Hickory, North Carolina. I've been here for over 20 years and been in youth ministry for about 25, 26 years. Um, and so we wanted to start a podcast uh, about apologetics directed to students, not that other people hopefully might get it, but I find myself listening to some incredible apologists, and sometimes I'm like, man, I would love to distill that down to a little bit more accessible uh, level so that students, uh, middle school, high school, college, even, uh, could just gain some things from it. Uh, my partner in crime here today with me is our church's technology guru. His name is uh, Mr. Reagan Lale. Reagan, please introduce yourself. Hey, uh, my name is Reagan Lale. I'm the technology coordinator. Um, I'm touching on being here three years come this August, so not quite 20, but uh, any and all things tech, AVL, IT, computers, networking, that sort of thing, that's, that's what I do. So Reagan's, Reagan is uh, piloting all the controls today as we are in our the deep layer of our church's audio-visual mixing area, which is this cool little room we're in. If anybody comes by Corinth and wants to see it, we'll be glad to take you on a, um, on a tour. So just want to do a couple things because we get we don't have this is since it's our first podcast we want to do an introduction to you know a little bit about why we would want to do a another apologetics podcast for students um, and so why why do a students ask podcast um, one of the things is that as I have conversations with students both middle high and college. Uh, some of them even in my own family, one of the things you realize is that uh, students have questions about faith, and as everyone has questions about faith, and so often in church, you just don't air questions. You know, it's not cool to air questions. Once you get done and you're out of the era of the children's message where the little cute kids climb up and ask the pastor crazy questions, you know, about whatever, and is there ice cream in heaven, and things like that, you know, they quit asking questions lots of times, um, depending on your depending on your group, and uh, we wanted to have there be a place um, where students could ask questions and that we could just come to the basic place that, man, there's really good answers. Um, one of the things you'll realize uh, if you're a parent or if you're listening to this or even if you're a student and you've got a ton of questions, there are no new questions. There really aren't any new questions. Uh, it may be a different variation on an old question, but we don't have really any new questions that are coming to us. The beauty of it as believers is that we do have really good answers. And so we're going to just kind of hit a couple big ideas uh, this week as we do just kind of an intro. And we'll try to keep every podcast somewhere between about 10 and 15 minutes so that you can just kind of grab something, listen to it. And hopefully as we maybe uh, amass a catalog, we'll just kind of have those little things that you can go to and listen or forward on to someone, especially when you're in a conversation and they raise up something that you go, oh, I'll listen to something on that. Or I can't remember everything about that one thing, but I know I heard a podcast about it. So, but again, coming back to this whole idea of why do a students or why students ask podcast um, is that, you know, we have good answers. We have good answers. And that when I was growing up, I really never had any introduction to apologetics. Um, essentially, I just thought we had blind faith. Like, 
you know, this whole idea that Jesus existed for sure, that the Bible existed for sure. I mean, the, the, the Bible's his word, um, all that kind of stuff. And I never really questioned much of anything. And it wasn't until I got into college and uh, began to read um, I think the, the book that really probably most impacted me early in those years was C.S. Lewis's Mere Christianity. But I also had people begin to introduce different uh, philosophies of life and different ideas. And some of them had to do with creation. Some of them had to do with the validity of Scripture. Some of them had to do with um, the idea of what's true for you is not true for me, which is called this thing called relativism. And so, you know, I wanted to give students who may be coming to these questions a lot sooner than I did um, this idea that it really isn't blind faith. We have faith based on evidence and reason. And that's important because for the most part, a lot of the choices and even the things that we have when we talk about faith have to do with our emotions. Uh, it's really, you know, we, we deal with, oh, this this makes me feel good or this makes me feel good. I, I'll, put, I'll put Reagan on the spot and, and, you know, ask him, you know, in terms of when you were growing up, was more like, you know, you, were you more attracted to Christianity because of how it made you feel or what you actually believed about it? I'd, I'd probably say how, how it made me feel. Um, just growing up in a household that went to church from as early as I can remember, it was just the thing you do. Um, For sure. What probably propelled me uh, to wonder why I believe that was just working at a summer camp and just being involved in four months of learning about about the faith, and then I kind of developed my own, my own beliefs in that. So, Yeah, and, and so it's not that emotions aren't important. I mean, like when you – you students out there, when you see like, you know, someone of the opposite sex that you were super attracted to, you, you know, you don't go, you don't begin to go make the pros and con lists of the things you just go, all I know is he or she is gorgeous and I want to get to know them. And so this, you know, there's emotions are important, but emotions can't be the basis for facts. Facts simply are facts and truth simply is the truth. There is no alternative truth and there are no alternative facts. There are the facts and then what you do with them, and that is called rationality. So one of the things we're trying to, to attempt to do is we're going to try and talk about facts, evidence, and marry it to rationality, which is, okay, well, what do we do with that? And the application is how do we live with it? So since we don't have any student questions this week, we're brand new, and we'll talk about that, how you, how you can get us a question here in just a little bit. Since we don't have that, we want, do want to introduce one, try to introduce one big idea um, every time we get together, or at least as many times as we can if we're not spending too much time on a specific issue. And so the first big idea that I want to introduce students to is this idea of the Bible. What is the difference between prescription and description? Um, and so what typically happens is that um, you are in a conversation or you you maybe either in a conversation or you're listening to a YouTube video or you're on TikTok or maybe you're listening to a different podcast and they say, well, you know, in the Bible, how can you trust it? Because the Bible talks about having slaves and the Bible talks about polygamy and the Bible talks about killing people. And, you know, and so, so, so many times students just get stumped by that and they just kind of fumble and it begins this 
questioning of the Bible. And hear me out. Questioning the Bible is not a bad thing. Again, we have good answers. We have quality evidence. However, there's a difference between questioning something because you want to know and questioning it just for the sake of questioning it so that you don't have to believe it, so you can choose an alternative thing that you want to believe. And so this idea of prescription versus description, uh, just if we set it out to its basic levels, is the Bible prescribes a lot of things. So think of the greatest level of prescription. That means what the Bible is telling us to do, what the Bible commands, and not, excuse me, not what the Bible commands, but what God commands to us through his word, the Bible. So those are called prescriptions, and the you know those are what we have to do, how we should live. And prescriptions are easily and best found like in the Ten Commandments. You know, those are not suggestions. Now, God's not describing how he wants you to live. He is literally saying these are not negotiable. You know, no idols, no other gods, honor your father and mother, um, no sex outside of a marriage between a man and a woman, no taking my name in vain, all of those. And, you know, then, of course, Jesus summarizes them as love God and love others with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And so um, that's what the Bible prescribes. But then the Bible describes a lot of different stories. It describes a lot of different behavior. Um, We were talking in staff meeting the other day, and I kind of said, you know, I I really can't wait to meet King David when we go to heaven. And yet, if you look at what happened in King David's life, now the Bible describes a moment where he got up from a nap, looked out, saw a super hot chick bathing on a rooftop, thought, hmm. She's pretty amazing. Sent his people over for her. And then long story short, got her pregnant and had her husband killed. Now, that story's in the Bible. Does that mean that the Bible is saying, hey, when you're the king and you see a hot chick, go take her and make her yours, despite whether she's married or not, and then kill her husband? No, obviously we know that, that the Bible is just describing what someone did and is telling you what happened. So there's a couple sticky issues, um, and these are the things that when you hear someone that's trying to disprove Christianity or trying to say, well, this is why you can't trust the Bible, or we can't trust what God says, or how do we know that it's really true because the Bible seems to have conflicting messages, prescription and description are really important because they will come and say, well, the Bible talks about polygamy, and these people in the Bible, they had multiple wives. Uh, The Bible talks about slavery. These people in the Bible had multiple slaves. And the Bible even talks about, okay, well, how you treat slaves. But let's let's talk about polygamy first, and then we'll go over to slavery second. But you don't have to read very far in the Bible. You get to Genesis chapter 9, 29, Genesis 29, and you've got Jacob. And Jacob is there with um, another family member named Laban. And he asks, can I marry Rachel? And Laban says, sure, you got to work seven years. And then on the long story short, on the wedding night, you know, Laban pulls a fast one and sends his other daughter, Leah, in there. And at the end of the story, Jacob is married to both Leah and Rachel. And immediately someone goes, well, how can we trust what the Bible says? Because the next thing you know, like, you know, you got people in the Bible, they're having multiple marriages. So how can we trust what, you know, the Bible has to say about love or marriage? Can't we, you know, can't we do our own thing or what we think is right or what we feel is right? And so look at that story again, and it's in Genesis chapter 29. It actually starts in about the verse 14 and a half and really picks up at uh, 15 uh, and then goes all the way through um, the next couple chapters as the story of Jacob goes. But notice that the Bible 
never says, and God said to Jacob, go and take multiple wives. Never does the Bible say to anyone ever, go and take a wife and then take another and then take another and then take another. So the Bible describes what Jacob did, but the Bible never prescribes that someone should do it. And that's easy when you get over to David or Solomon and these people, you know, they have many wives, but notice that the Bible nowhere says, go take multiple wives. That would be the Bible prescribing something, and it never does. The Bible simply describes the behavior. You know, so slavery would be another hot topic, obviously, in the Bible. said, well, doesn't the Bible condone slavery? And, And didn't people during, you know, even the Civil War era and the era of American slavery, didn't people, you know, choose to to have the Bible back up what they had to say? Well, there's slavery in the Bible. And I would say maybe they did, but they were wrong. Because again, the Bible describes people having slaves. The Bible even prescribes how you treat slaves. But notice that there is nowhere in Scripture ever that the Bible prescribes or says, hey, go and take slaves. It's just not there. It's simply not there. And so you can have that and arm yourself with that the next time that argument comes up. And you would say, listen, hey, let's have a let's have a discussion about in the Bible prescription versus description. And so that's our first big thing that we want to introduce to you guys here on this uh, intro to the Students Ask podcast. And as we kind of wrap up for this week, remember, we said we're keeping it short. If you have questions, if you have questions about the Bible, if you have questions about Christianity, um, Reagan and I know everything. We do not know everything at all. Uh, but we will go and we will go to the best sources and the best resources that we have as believers and even bring in other people. We have an amazing staff here at Corinth um, and we'll bring in other folks or even have other guests on, especially if that's an area of expertise that they have. So if you do have questions about Christianity, about the Bible, about our faith, maybe even about other faiths and how they compare to Christianity, send your questions to Paul at Corinth today, that's C-O-R-I-N-T-H-T-O-D-A-Y dot O-R-G, Paul at Corinth today. And just in the uh, info line or in the subject line, put students ask podcast and we'll know exactly what it is and we'll file them away and we'll get to as many of them as we can. If we get a ton, we'll maybe do multiple ones a week, but we're going to be trying to come to this uh, twice a month and give you some stuff to listen to. Parents, feel free to um, holler at me as well if you have a question. And before we do, we'll close up, we'll close with a word of prayer, and uh, then we'll see you next time on the Students' House podcast. Jesus, thank you so much for each one of these students. Thank you so much for my brother Reagan. Thank you so much for this church. And God, we pray that you would use any of this so that someone would know that we believe in you based on truth, based on facts, based on reason and rationality, Lord God, and that we have good reasons to believe, Lord Jesus. We ask this in your mighty name. Amen. So see you next time on the Students' Ask podcast. Thank you so much for being here with us.